This is the Conquer Local Podcast, presented by Vendasta, with your host, George Lee. It's Conquer Local, the podcast. We are on the road, and I'm joining you today from beautiful Dubrovnik, Croatia. It's a fantastic location. We're just right here uh, by the sea. Actually, last evening, we were on a Game of Thrones tour of Dubrovnik, which is uh, King's Landing. So, um, fantastic location. If you uh, get a chance, you want to come here. Today, on the Conquer Local podcast, we're going to talk to uh, a gentleman that I've known for a couple of years. His name is Bart von der Haven. Bart is from FCR Media in Belgium. You know, he is the head of innovation and strategy for FCR Media. He is probably one of the smarter people that I've met in the space, and they're doing some great stuff at FCR, managing the downturn in the in the directory business, and then um, growing a new line of business with digital marketing solutions. We're going to ask him some very pointed questions about uh, how salespeople could be better at setting expectations and serving clients, and some of the learnings that they've had as uh, FCR Media serving. 30,000 customers in uh, the country of Belgium. So Bart Vonderhaven coming up next on the Conquer Local Podcast on the road in Dubrovnik, Croatia. It's the Conquer Local Podcast and we're coming to you from beautiful Dubrovnik, Croatia. It's an amazing place. We've just been having a fantastic time here this week. Bart Vonderhaven joining me from FCR. Bart, uh, where are you from? What's What city do you live in? I live in a city called Stabroek, which is a very small city near Antwerp. Uh, it's very close to the Dutch border. I'm Dutch by nationality, so I feel very welcomed uh, there. And it's it's I think it's 25 kilometers from uh, from Antwerp, where I uh, where I work for FCR Media, okay. and it's mainly a farmers region city. Yeah. So we've known each other for a couple of years now, and uh, FCR is uh, quite the organization. Tell us a little bit about FCR, how how many people, how big it is, and then you know the products and solutions that you folks market. Yeah, so we have uh, so we're responsible for FCR Media Belgium, uh, which is part of the FCR Media Group, but we fo- we focus specifically on the Belgium uh, entity. We have three hundred people in the uh, in the Belgium unit. About one hundred and fifty of them are uh, sales. Um, and 150 are back office finance and every all the other uh, all the other tasks. The products and service that we offer is, of course, we have, we have the Yellow Pages platform, the IYP that we uh, that we still sell to our customers. Um, next to that, we have a website offering, which is the core offering that we have for our customers. On top of that, we do Facebook advertising. We do advertising with Yext, the, the listings. Um, we have also the print still. Uh, so still, uh, we still run a print business. It's not very big anymore, but uh, but it's still profitable, of course. And then we do some AdWord campaigns uh, on Google, and that's mainly the, the main products that we uh, that we have. So, you know, large organization, uh, significant revenue, and we know that print has been a challenge that a lot of directory companies have faced. You've been there for a while. I've been here now for three years. So I, uh, I started uh, three years ago at, at FCR Media. Um, we've since then we've done a lot. We've completely transformed the company. Uh, we've completely re- replatformed our IT architecture to uh, everything cloud-based. We were still on-premise when I uh, when I joined. Um, we've designed completely new products. We have implemented the subscription model in full. Um, we completely redesigned the organization, focusing much more on on, on one hand side acquisition sales, uh, on, on on the other hand side uh, customer success, which really takes care of our the thirty thousand customers that still uh, still with us today, uh, making sure that they're contacted uh, multiple times a year with uh, either an upsell opportunity or just a talk about how it's going and, and what we additionally can do for them. So your um, your role, could you explain that a little bit for our listeners? Yeah. 
Um, so I'm responsible for strategy and innovation. Uh, the strategy part is, is looking into the market, what's happening, looking into the industry. That's why, of course, I attend these, uh, these nice conferences. Uh, looking what's happening out there, um, seeing where the competition is going, seeing where, where other uh, industry players are going. And then, of course, make the, the multi-year plans and, and budgets to make sure that we can, uh, that we can make them. And next to that, innovation. Uh, and the innovation is something very specific. Um, and what we have done with the innovation is also look at the different uh, things that are happening in the, in the industry and in the market, look at solutions that are out there. Uh, and what we have installed is an innovation lab. And so somebody from my team is responsible for, uh, for, innovate, for the innovation lab. And what we try to do there is, is if we see an, an, a nice new product or a product that we think can fit with our, uh, with our customers, then we test it first in the innovation lab. And in the innovation lab, we have uh, we can collaborate very quickly with, with sales. We can collaborate very quickly with product fulfillment. Um, we run our campaign or our, our, our products on a, on a specific set of test customers. Uh, I think the last one we did was a review uh, platform that we piloted. We piloted with 10 uh, customers. So we could really follow up very closely what they like, what they don't like, what is working, what is not working to come to an offer, which if we launch it in full in the sales force, we already know that it, that it definitely will work. Um, and so that, that helps us a lot instead of doing a very tight and rigid selection process, uh, then doing an implementation in our systems, we, we're ready to sell it and then it doesn't work. Um, we now already do the product market fit before we implement it in all our system and before we make all the expenses for that. So, you know, there's a lot of risk in launching a new solution if, if you don't know if there's going to be product market fit. So I think this innovation thing, you know, when you had first mentioned it to me, I thought it was quite innovative. It's you know, it's definitely something that software as a service SaaS models have done where you have a testing team that tests a new script or, you know, new go-to-market. So very interested in that. So one of the reasons why I wanted to have Bart on the podcast, number one, super smart guy, and he's doing some great stuff with FCR. But the other thing is, is that Bart and I probably don't play too well together because I'm the sales guy and he is definitely a product innovator. And I wanted to get some feedback on some of the things that really frustrate you in dealing with salespeople. So can we, we dig into that a little bit? You know, I'm sure that your salespeople are going to be listening to the podcast after you're on here. So, but let's, let's dig into it. Cause I think it's really important that we understand some of those frustrations so that maybe salespeople could think a little bit more like a product people and maybe product people could think a little bit more like salespeople. So tell me about some of the things that frustrate you when, when dealing with sales reps. Well, I think first of all, just as a disclaimer, I try to go regularly with sales uh, to to visit customers because otherwise it's uh, and it's it's a tough job. I think uh, as, especially SMB sales, it's very tough. Uh, the customer they they don't know what they want. Uh, we are there with a nice solution, but but uh, and, and you have to find a match, and then um, so it's it's very tough out there. But I think what what could definitely uh, help me is more feedback. Uh, what I what I lack in what I do. Uh, and that's why I try to go uh, and have regular talks with the sales guys, is if they, if they see an opportunity at a customer, for, for example, for a product that we don't yet have, or they see a problem which we, we do not tackle with, with our current products, or we can improve the way we bundle or, or, or go to market, is that feedback loop that we understand from both from a strategy point of view, innovation and, and a marketing point of view, that we understand very well what, what is happening in the market uh, with our customers uh, and that we can adjust our offer to, to meet the expectations from the customers. That's really interesting. And I hear that from a lot of folks in your role in innovation and strategy and developing the solutions that we want the feedback. We want the good, bad and the ugly. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to ask is, um, you know, how can we reduce churn? What in, in your mind, what are some things we could do as reps, salespeople, representing an organization, dealing with customers? What could we do to reduce churn in your opinion? Yeah. 
Well, I think what we have we have uh, implemented a few tactics, or, or we have implemented our new operating model just to reduce churn. And I think one of the things we've done, and which is a bit of a everybody's doing it now in the, uh, in the in the directories industry, is move away from the yearly contact and move to multi-contact mode, not only to sell but also to provide service. And I think that's definitely something that we see is happening uh, and and is helping. We also take the feedback from our customers. So after every interaction with sales or with service, we we provide them with a feed, with a uh, survey. And we asked them, first of all, was the contact valuable? And can we contact you again in three, six or 12 months? And we see that a lot of customers, they, they yes, they believe that the contact is valuable. And we are able to, uh, to, to get from them that we can contact them again, which is a bit of a, it's a consent way of saying, yes, please contact. And then we have another, we can have a sales opportunity once we contact that customer again. Yeah, you know, it is definitely hard to get an upsell if you can't talk to a customer. So it's great to get that yeah. that feedback. I I've found actually there's a number of uh, organizations that we work with. They they've actually hired firms to do follow up to make sure that the sales reps are not over promising. And so let's talk about that because I think that you know that's probably one of the main reasons that churn happens is that you know the sales rep over promises. How do you in your organization work on aligning expectations? Yeah. I think uh, as a sales rep, you need to be able to overpromise a bit uh, because otherwise you need to paint the story for the for the customer. So it's important that, that it's appealing for the for the customer. Um, but I think what we have done is in our acquisition sales specifically is we have created an onboarding team. And so we, we split our, what we did in the past was we had sales and fulfillment or sales and, and production. What we've done now is we've grouped uh, acquisition sales and acquisition onboarding together and we grouped the existing customers, so customer success, that's also responsible for the, for the fulfillment of the existing customers. And what we see there is that there's a very every sales rep in the acquisition team has a fulfillment agent or, or somebody in the in the production unit that they can align to. So it's a one-on-one uh, relationship. So the sales rep that is overselling, he knows who will pick it up after them. We're not there yet, yeah? so it's a it's a model that we have now uh, put in place since the first of April. Uh, but we definitely see churn improving, and we see that that is working. Um, next to that, what we also try to do is align the marketing story. Uh, for the products with what we actually can produce and what we actually sell. Uh, so there's a, our product marketeers are responsible and are, are taking the lead in aligning the story for the products with what sales can sell and they make very nice product leaflets out of that and also with what we actually can uh, can produce. 30,000 customers. Like that is an unbelievable number of customers for 300 people to service. How do you guys do that? How do you scale 30,000 customers? Well, the thing is, of course, that uh, most of those customers did not join in one day. And so it's grown over time. So most of the customers, they have their website, they have their product. Um, so what we need to do is do, we need to get in touch with them to see if we need to do any improvements or, or we have upsell uh, possibilities. And that's marketing's job with us. So marketing define, defines campaigns. So they take the data from our ERP systems. Um, they look at which customer is uh, needs to have a contact in the contact plan, which customer has an upsell opportunity uh, or, or, or has a potential upsell, uh, which customer have churn risks. Based on that, they define campaigns. And then the sales reps, they, and I, I say it very, uh, very bad, but they don't have to do anything more than open their sales force and uh, the application uh, and look at which customers today they need to contact with which opportunity. And I think that is that is definitely working because that's that's it's data driven. We exactly we have churn indications, uh, we have uh, traffic light uh, indicators. Um, so if you're in contact with a customer in your Salesforce, you have a view on what are the potential opportunities, what is the churn risk for this customer, and you can address it accordingly. Uh, 
So as we move forward here in the next three or four years, where, where do you see that account number growing to? Like what, what is your forecast target to grow business inside FCR? Well, um, I would already be happy if it's growing because today, as, as I think most Yellow Pages companies, we're still declining. What we are aiming for for 2019 is, I think what we, just to take a step back, uh, what we've seen is that our product offering and the customers that we target today, we still target them with a very high annual amount that they uh, that they buy with us. Uh, so the customers that we bring in into our acquisition, they even have a higher ARPA than uh, the existing customers, which makes it very difficult when you move from acquisition to customer success to be upsold because you already you spent more than the... And what we try to do, of course, is, is to get to that uh, lower segment of, of customers with a, with a better tailored offer, with a, a cheaper fulfillment, cheaper sales channel that we, uh, that we can put in place. And then we can grow the number of customers. But I'm, I'm not going to give you a number. It's, that's, a, that's a very difficult one. But I hope that we can get in 2019 uh, back to growth because that's something we definitely need. So, you know, I guess my, maybe I could rephrase the question then. I, my, my point is, is of the new offerings that you were putting in front of your customers, that piece is definitely growing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is growing and that needs to grow. And that's, uh, and that's something that I think we, what happens most now is that churn is reducing. And that's, that's for us, that's the most, the most important indication that it's, uh, that it's working. As I said, in acquisition, we still lack the full force of, of new customers coming in. Uh, so that's something that we, that we still need to do. And that's a match between the product offer that we have, uh, the, the type of customer that we target and what we put in front of, which sales app we put in front of them. So that's something that we're continuously working at to improve, uh, to make sure that we can counter churn with new customers that we can bring in. Well, it's interesting you're talking about a, a team sales approach because we see that to be very effective inside organizations, aligning the onboarding team with the acquisition team and then having those multiple touch points. It's been, you know, it's been a fantastic couple of days here. The folks at Cinda have outdone themselves with this location. Um, but tell us, and this is now this is a little bit of tourism for Croatia and it's uh, maybe a little bit of motivation for our sales reps. I think, that, you know, people listening, you really do want to come to Dubrovnik. It's amazing. But what was your favorite part of this location that we're at this amazing location well i think i'm uh, i do triathlon so i like to uh, swim bike and run uh, now biking and running here is difficult eh, because you're in a conference and uh, but i love the swimming so we have a swimming pool outside uh, and after that we have the sea so we're, we're in front of the sea so i done some great swimming there which was amazing uh, it was very salt <laughs> that i must say um, for, and I heard that the, the sea was actually warmer than the pool. The sea is warmer than the pool. Yeah, I think it's, it's, there's a difference of one degree, uh, but it, indeed, yeah. Well, it was great seeing you as always, and uh, congratulations on the, the good things that you're doing. I, I've uh, often admired your innovation and the things that you're doing to, to change that industry in Belgium and, and help those customers of FCR Media, and we wish you all the best, and thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Well, some key takeaways from today's podcast. It's really interesting when I get to sit down with people that are um, outside of sales organization. So Bart's, you know, pretty smart guy. He gets on the road and does four-legged calls with his reps to uh, make sure that they're aligning expectations. But some of the things that they've done there where they built that innovation lab and they're actually testing things to see if there's a fit in the marketplace and to um, align the way that they're going to market. We see that more and more as part of uh, an effective strategy. 
The other thing that I thought was interesting is, you know, they're managing the downturn in the traditional directory business, but they also are growing business and realizing that you need to have those multiple touch points throughout the year. In fact, what we're finding in some of our studies internally at Vendasta is that 90 days, you don't want to have a 90 day period where you're not talking to the customer and trying to align some new solutions to their problems. So it was great to hear that validation of some things that we've known. And then the other piece that I really like is what Bart is saying from the uh, product side and the innovation side. We want that feedback. And I think as salespeople, sometimes we just expect them to know how the customer is feeling. But it's great to hear that one of the things that they want is to hear from the salespeople what some of the challenges are. And I, I think that what, you know, he didn't say it, so I'm not going to try and put words in his mouth, but what I have heard from others is it's not about bitching and moaning. It is about true customer feedback, aligning those products and services to the needs of the customers in the market. So we really appreciate grabbing a few minutes here in beautiful Dubrovnik, Croatia with Bart Vonderhaven from FCR Media in Belgium. We hope you'll reach out to us on LinkedIn. We're looking for that feedback. I, I really appreciate the comments we've been getting lately um, around some of our broadcasts. And we're looking forward to the months that come. We actually are getting really close to the end of uh, 2018, which, wow, time flies. But we got some great episodes in the making as uh, we continue to be on the road here for the next month or so uh, with the Concord Local Podcast. So make sure that you uh, tell your friends to subscribe and stay tuned. My name is George Lee. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast with your host, George Lee. Executive producers are Brendan King and Jeff Tomlin. Audio engineering, Sound Lounge by T-Bone. Writing by Michelin Gadet. Marketing by Devin Hennig, Michael Gatioan, and Brian Larson. Produced by Joshua Baker.